1470, 100.3 WMBD. It's the Craig Collins Show. Uh, lots of stuff to talk about today. I'm going to go quickly uh, over this first topic uh, because actually, uh, for the most part, I feel like it's not that important. And it sounds crazy that they say that, uh, but I, I, I'll explain why in a second. Uh, so that guy who drove a U-Haul uh, toward the White House, crashed into a barrier, and uh, utterly failed to do anything other than damage his uh, U-Haul that he rented and himself, I'm sure, a little bit, although he seemed uh, fine uh, standing in court today, um, which happens every so often. Uh, a person tries to attack the White House in the dumbest way uh, you possibly can, and they always fail uh, like this, and this is always a thing that media freaks out about. Uh, for a few days and then eventually goes away. Uh, but here's the latest part of it that's interesting to some. Uh, the person is 19 years old. His name is Sai uh, Varsith uh, Kandula. I'm not sure that I'm pronouncing that exactly correct, but I'm trying. Um, and in the courtroom, a government prosecutor said that Kandula did not have citizenship or lawful permanent residency in the United States. Uh, the Department of Justice then corrected that and said that he does have a green card, but he's not a, a U.S. resident. Um, but the thing that's interesting about this to me, and apparently a college student who was at the same high school, this is according to NBC News, as Kandula, uh, said that they're both members of a, quote, sizable Indian-American community uh, out of Missouri, uh, Chesterfield, Missouri, uh, which interesting to me is since this individual isn't exactly uh, the type of narrative I guess you hear uh, often propped up by uh, political sides of the aisle for whatever reasons they do it, it might also wind up not being a story we talk about that much, uh, but that's the latest update to it. Uh, he also apparently, uh, according to reporting, and I don't know how much of this is, is really verified with public information we have, is is someone who, um, you know, praised Nazis. So a crazy person who drove a U-Haul into a barrier outside of the White House, uh, definitely failed to cause any harm to anyone, as I said, other than himself and the U-Haul, and is now probably going to be in a lot of trouble uh, with the uh, legal system, uh, but since again, it's not like a, a crazy Trump supporter uh, who tweeted anything, you know, about the former president or anything like that. It's probably not a story we discuss a lot, which it just tells you uh, when stories are and aren't important uh, to uh, mainstream media. And the reason why, uh, the reason why is not to talk about something that they think has to be talked about. It's to talk about something in a way that they think we're supposed to be talking about things. And then a lot of that media also tells us that they're straight down the middle and they're not biased at all. And I don't know how that happens. Uh, but anyway, that's that's all I have for that story uh, for now. Um, moving on, some other things that I think are interesting. Uh, South Carolina has approved a six-week abortion ban for most women, uh, the bill is expected to be signed uh, by the uh, governor there, uh, Henry McAllis, McMaster, excuse me, uh, because he's a Republican. Uh, I'll keep saying this about uh, the abortion conversation. And I remember very vividly, actually just a short amount of years ago, uh, working at a very different radio uh, station, being told, hey, uh, some things you don't ever talk about are abortion. Uh, you don't talk about uh, a couple other topics that I don't need to mention because they'll distract from the thing I'm saying here. I uh, just leave those off. Just don't don't have those conversations at all. And, you know, for whatever reason, that's something a lot of people followed for a long time. Uh, but here's what I'll say. And it's devoid of my own opinion. I don't need to throw my opinion down uh, the throats of everybody listening uh, in the world of abortion. And I'll say why I think that, and it's a woke reason, and you might tell me I'm an idiot to say it this way, uh, but I'm not going to get pregnant, uh, no matter what people tell me about me. So there, there's part of 
my opinion, uh, to me, feeling still relevant, still feeling important, and certainly one I share, and I think I've shared before on the show, but uh, for the sake of what I'm about to say, not necessarily at the forefront of, of um, you know, uh, what matters or should matter most. Actually, honestly, a lot of times people who listen to the show, my opinion probably isn't the most important thing about what I'm saying. If you agree with my argument or not, is probably better uh, than whether or not you think I made it for the right. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, um, when they said and they being media or uh, people that said there were pretty definitive um, data sets on this, that Americans all believed the same thing. They lied, or at least they didn't know they were lying. I'm not sure which one it was, because we're seeing a lot of states make a lot of different decisions, uh, being given the ability now to do so by, um, by our Senate, by, excuse me, our Supreme Court. Um, and so it says something to me about how flawed it was to believe the real reason that Roe versus Wade should not be overturned, and some people believe this, is because the American consensus was what it was. Now, I'll say something else in response to that. If all of these places that are changing their laws wind up seeing tremendous amounts of voting uh, turnout that goes against the politicians who propped up these decisions, well, then I guess maybe the people who said that most of America feels a certain way about this stuff uh, will have been eventually telling the truth. I don't know if we're, there's any sort of game of catch-up that will be played here. Uh, but if not, then we all have to face, no matter what you think on the issue, that America is much more divided about it uh, than previously reported and that may matter, at least in how we choose to have laws and things from a national or from a state perspective. And I think that's essentially what the Supreme Court was getting at when it chose to overturn Rover's Way. And I know a lot of people might already be mad at the things I said, if you even kept listening to the show and didn't just turn it off as I said something that wasn't overly on any side of this debate, um, because I think that's really what's most important about it and the way in which it's going it is oversimplified to say the Supreme Court advocated for abortion. They they didn't. Uh, they gave power back to states. Some states are making a decision one way. Some states are making a decision a different way. Illinois is not close to changing its laws on abortion here. Um, and if you're upset about that, you should go and vote. And if you're not upset about that, uh, but afraid that too many people might vote on the other side, I guess same thing. And that's how it should work all over the country. And if we keep seeing... Uh, people get into office that uh, made changes in states like Indiana or uh, South Carolina, uh, then it only reinforces uh, the idea that this is something that, that more people, more Americans, uh, wanted to have a voice in and didn't want to be a, a guideline created uh, by a Supreme Court decision. And, and again, that usually to me is the most powerful argument made uh, by someone as to why the Supreme Court should not have given power back to the states, not whether or not someone should or shouldn't have an abortion. There's way more powerful conversations people have about that, uh, but about whether or not the federal government should be the ones in control of what is or isn't legal in every state in our country. Uh, usually someone on the side of uh, Roe versus Wade was right will say that most Americans agree and right now, I think that's being proven at least questionable, if not full on wrong. All right. Other stuff out there that I think is interesting. Uh, I'll just keep uh, mentioning it. I got the time wrong. I guess it's five o'clock our time, uh, six o'clock east for um, DeSantis to announce his presidential run. 
on uh, Twitter, on Twitter Spaces with Elon Musk and others. So I'll have more information about that as it occurs. I'll try to uh, get some of that audio for you as, as quickly as I can, uh, doing it however I can to make sure to get it. I don't think we'll go live to it, um, but we'll, we'll figure out some way to give you um, some of the things uh, that are said in that back and forth as, as quickly as, again, I can. Uh, and then also just one other thing quickly, and this is more of a uh, palate cleanser before I take a break. Uh, people who look at photos of food online actually might be helping not eat too much, not overeat, uh, curb their, their appetite than previously thought. New research where they showed images of very often viewed food. I love that. Like popular food photos out of people. And this happened in Denmark. And then, um, you know, kind of analyzed how much additional eating uh, over a period of time, uh, a short period of time these people had. And even actually put like M&Ms and candy inside the room where they're showing them the photos and then counting how much candy they ate. Uh, people were less hungry uh, than those who were not being shown as many photos. So if you go through a bunch of photos if you see uh, um, a lot of images in a short amount of time of food, it might not, again, make you as uh, very, very hungry as I thought it would. And I think it makes me, so that might be an exception to this rule, but I don't know. If you're only shown three images in a, um amount of time, like 30 minutes or so, you were less likely to um, uh, eat fewer, or you were more likely, excuse me, to eat uh, M&Ms than if you were shown more images. It's a weird way to do this study. Uh, all right, quick break, a lot more. 1470. 100.3 WMBD, it's the Craig Collins Show. I've never heard of this before. If you have, uh, my bad. You're up on something I'm not up on. Uh, there's a Kyle Fair uh, that happens in Kyle, Texas, where a bunch of people who are named Kyle all show up and hang out. Uh, they call it the Gathering of the Kyles. Um, they missed the world record for most people in the same place with the same name. I don't think the city also has to have the name of the people, but it, it doesn't hurt. I wonder if it counts as a Kyle, by the way, if you count the city as one. Uh, 2,325 is the record. Uh, they missed it by 835 Kyles, uh, which has got to feel even more awkward if it was sold to you as like a world record setting thing. And so you have a thousand plus people show up all with the same name uh, to the same uh, named city. And you're not really doing it for any sort of record breaking reason. You wonder why you're there as a Kyle. But I have audio of a couple of the guys talking about it. Here we go. Kyle Fair, the largest gathering of Kyle's in the entire world. Uh, tried to beat the world record, but it's a little short today. This is one of the biggest gatherings of the Kyles I have ever been. It's, it's remarkable. Um, I hope to come back next year and try again and bring, like, ten more Kyles with me. By the way, uh, Kyle might have an, uh, a rivalry with Ivan. Uh, Ivan is the name that uh, gathered 2,325 people. Uh, so that's why the Kyles are losing. Uh, if there was a Craig Fair, I would go. And you can judge me if you want to. I, I would show up. I would be interested. Uh, you don't even have to sell me on the world record part, although I wouldn't hate it. I really want to set a world record. It would just be sort of a – well, it depends on how far I travel. I take that back. If I could drive in a reasonable amount of time to the Craig Fair, I would go. But if I have to fly to it, I'm not going. That's not going to happen. And I ask you, and you can text me, 309-340-4464. Would you show up to a gathering of people that have your name, especially if you're going to, like, your name uh, city? Uh, even I am imagining everyone's going to say no, and you're all more reasonable than me. But I would go as long as it's only a few hours away. Uh, and actually, I would invite the missus, and she'd probably at some point tell me, are we really doing this uh, early on in that ride in the car? But I feel like she'd also go if I wanted to go. And then look at the uh, Sia Craigs 
uh, wherever we got where we are and feel all kinds of things about being married to this guy. Uh, another story I saw that I thought was kind of crazy uh, out there is um, this story about a prisoner that attacked somebody in a neighboring cell. Uh, this jail is obviously not doing well. Uh, it's definitely falling apart, and it's something that you probably shouldn't be putting people in. It's in Georgia. Uh, the inmate tunneled through the wall in an attempt to harm a guy in a neighboring cell and succeeded, like Shawshank style, at getting all the way through the wall into the other cell and and stabbing the guy. He's not life-threatening injuries. The guy is going to be okay. But, like, honestly, this is I, my brain is weird today uh, after the Craig segment, maybe even more so. Um, if you've ever seen Shawshank Redemption and you're realizing that you're getting away with digging a wall in your jail cell, why not dig to freedom, man? Why dig into the neighboring cell to settle some sort of uh, feud by trying to kill a guy, uh, which luckily the guy survived? Why not just try to go full out into the world and then go find uh, Sewantanejo or whatever it is and live the rest of your life on a beautiful, beautiful beach somewhere? I, I don't get it. I do have audio. I think this is one of the... Um, uh, jail, um, uh, interim actually jail commander, I think is the role for the Fulton County jail that is definitely in need of major updates or just being closed entirely, uh, saying how crazy it is to be working in a place where like you show up at work and what happened last night is answered with, well, this guy dug through the wall and attacked this other guy. You would go like, what? What did we deal with today? An idle mine is the devil's workshop. Found shanks were made from parts of the building. This jail has clearly outlived its useful yes, life. Yes, it has. And our yes. daily job is to make it as safe as we possibly can. Not, not going well. Not for staff, but for the inmates as well. I have lost so much sleep since being assigned to run this location uh-huh. and this facility. It's difficult to talk about. Look, um, a younger person is quitting like a, a restaurant or a fast food restaurant because they feel like they're not uh, really appreciated at their job. I would not begrudge uh, Curtis Clark if he were quitting the Fulton County Jail after a dude successfully dug through his wall and into a neighboring cell. That's It's not a you problem. It's a somebody else problem, and you want to be very far away from it. That's a crazy story, um, and I wouldn't be as as jokey about it if the uh, guy who got stabbed had life-threatening injuries I'm sure it's not fun to get stabbed, but I don't know. The fact that he's okay made me feel like I can go another road about how much I would hate that job if I was a guy in charge of that place. Uh, One other thing, and I just have uh, another piece of audio I wanted to share that I liked a lot. Uh, This has gone viral, uh, somewhat inspired uh, by being on the honor flight. Well, not on the flight, but the experience of being on the bus, uh, getting the guys to and back home from the airport uh, yesterday, and then getting to hang out a little bit after that. Uh, This is a little boy. Uh, who's being told by his mom that she's got a surprise for him. And then out of nowhere, his dad, who's been away with the Navy, uh, pops up. And I, I love an aspect of the reaction from the little boy. Yes, it's adorable how excited he is to see Pop. But there's another thing hidden in there uh, that I like almost as not as much, but almost as much. Here we go. Did you bring my prize? I did. I brought hey, your prize. Oh, my God. I got a prize for mommy. <laughs> yeah, Daddy is your surprise. <laughs> Here's the thing I love the most. Even though that kid is ridiculously excited to see his dad, which is the most adorable aspect of that audio and that video and why it's going viral, he thought he was still getting a second prize. Like, he thought that there was some other prize that Mom had for him, and now he was excited because Dad's going to get to see the prize with him. That's a kid. That's a little kid for you that's like, oh, my God. Here, I'll play it. I got a prize for mommy. 
I'm going to get another prize. Yeah, Daddy is your surprise. Daddy's the prize, son. He doesn't care. He doesn't care that he's not getting another prize. I just love the fact that the kid's like, we're about, what great timing. We're about to see another amazing thing from mom, uh, even though you're going to be better than it. Uh, yes, that's gone viral, and probably not for the reason I just said, but I find it so good. All right, uh, Will's got the news. 1470. 100.3 WMBD, it's the Craig Collins Show. My wife Betty pops up at this time most days to do her word of the day. Do you have a word of the day or no? Yes, I, I okay. just thought about Okay, we, uh, we can save word. it. We can save it okay. till the end of the segment. Uh, but the word of the day is uh, you giving us one Spanish word and teaching us Spanish one word at a time in central Illinois and me usually failing to say that word right. Uh, but I'm learning, right? I'm doing better. Yes, uh, what, The volcano Great. from yesterday, what is it again? Popocatepet. Popocatepet. <laughs> yes, that's Crush. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's, you just mumble the end of it there. Yeah. Okay. All right, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, so yesterday we got a really cool experience uh, with a new friend of ours, Eric from the VFW in yeah. Peoria Heights. He's the quartermaster there. Uh, he invited us to be on the bus in the morning and on the bus in the evening yeah. to take veterans from their hotel to the uh, airport for their honor flight and then to bring them back to the hotel. And we even got to be like behind scenes for uh, um, a little like ceremony uh, for a couple of the veterans. Yeah. What was some of your reaction, your experience, uh, even being at the airport for the uh, crazy? Uh, and I'm so proud of our community for the people that showed up and were a part of it. Uh, but the reception for the guys when they got off the plane and returned back to the area. Uh, well, Craig, there is just so much to, to say about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, to be honest, I didn't. Pre- I, I wanted to prepare something like no, just I like you, you friend, yeah. but I want to just try to be myself. Just from the heart. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, it was pretty emotional. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was pretty emotional to see their faces, like getting in shock, getting out of like the yeah. airport, yeah. and see the crowd and see like uh, all the the faces of the people waiting for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I could tell like that some of them they were like pretty strong. To the, they didn't want to show probably emotion, and, yeah. and some others like they they, they broke, just yes. yeah just. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. It's just like. Uh, I was very grateful to be part of that experience from the start to the end. You made an observation as we were actually uh, in both of the different um, trips uh, because police gave us an escort. So there were police with their lights going in front of all the – and it it felt kind of cool to be part of a police escort. It felt very nice. Uh, But you made an observation about your own uh, uh, country, uh, Mexico, and you are a U.S. citizen now and you feel like U.S. is a – is a country of yours, I think, just as much. And uh, yesterday you were very patriotic and felt really patriotic. Uh, but you said one of the cool things about the United States is the the community created uh, between the police, between the military, the fire department who was out there praising uh, the military. They had a flag set up on one of the um, fire trucks at the end of the night. That's not something that exists in Mexico, right? No, no, no. Yeah. no. There's a lot of animosity and fighting because a lot of those organizations are – really corrupt yes uh they are and actually you call me like i was just like looking at the sirens from the uh, police patrols yeah and um and you asked me what are you thinking i was like it, this is just like i I'm, I'm i'm just amazed about we are like uh they are united to protect the veterans and to protect this country in general something like i don't have in my country like i sometimes i have to like just pray and like keep praying for my family because it's it's just not something like we have over there yeah you don't have like a phone number like we do and yes there are police that exist in mexico and if you've gone to a bunch of tourist areas you might feel as protected by the police there as you do here in our country but you're not 
um, um, especially in those small communities like the one you're from, yeah. you, you literally have to pay. Like people have been killed yeah. in your town. Yeah. And I ask you, what are the police doing about it? And you're like, nothing. The police aren't doing anything about it. Yeah. And sometimes if someone has a lot of money, the police might do something about it, but they usually don't solve those crimes. And so I thought it was really moving for one of the things uh, that you took away from an experience yesterday that a whole lot of people would probably love to, to experience as well the way we did. Uh, someone who's not born here, uh, but now a U.S. citizen, is how special our country is, yeah. which a whole lot of people forget a whole lot of the time yes, yes. Uh, if you're born and raised here. Yep. Yeah, I just uh, was mentioning to Eric about how uh, happy I was because I, I experienced um, uh, my getting my citizenship uh, back in Chicago in yes. downtown, one of the offices. So I remember when we uh, stand up and sing the seen the um the spangle mm-hmm, the star spangled uh, banner yes sure and uh so we our start, national anthem yeah. yeah our national anthem and then uh a lot of people from all different countries uh stand up and and we salute the people who who were there and yeah and it was just like uh, a lot of people are crying yes yes like the thing uh, yes. that i thought was really because spe- actually that is another room i've been in where i felt very patriotic in a very surprising way it was a bunch of people who had earned their u.s citizenship and yeah. they were people were, were crying and like you were very emotional yeah, when yeah, you got I it was. because the whole process takes a, a while and when you finally get the document that says that yes you're, and i got it because of them because like uh because people, of the veterans yeah yes. people like the veterans that's what why kids can go and run outside and be mm-hmm. free and uh, do whatever they want because yeah. because uh, of them. So sometimes we forget about their sacrifice. Sure. But, uh, I, I was just like very memorable this month to be able to do uh, as much as we've done in the yes, world of Memorial yes, Day. Going to the cemetery mm-hmm. and yesterday from the start to the end of the day being with them. Yeah. And I just wanted to ask them so many questions and it's like <laughs> oh my god i have just so many stuff yeah. so much stuff in my head that i to cannot wonder about, say it. yeah yes. well and you also just like hugging people so you're you're a hugger yes. so if a veteran wants a hug from betty you're very likely to get one uh that's probably not a thing you're going to struggle to do <laughs> um but yeah no I, I just again i thought it was kind of cool that you and i got to experience together that uh, eric from the vfw in peoria heights um he got asked kind of last minute to be a part of it too yeah and he thought to include us and uh, just the the other thing that I think was the most moving to both of us, and certainly I think something you really loved, uh, was the airport itself. And so I was saying earlier in the show uh, that we have to do more for our veterans as a society. Uh, the government has to do more to support people who uh, were willing to give their lives for all of us. Um, but one of the things, the easiest thing I can tell anyone listening to this show to do, and I imagine you'll agree with it, Betty, Go to the airport for the next honor flight yes. when they land. Oh my God, go and just yeah. be there and just there cheer. And, yes, you just have to be there. You have to be present. You gotta say thank you, and you're gonna see their faces. Yeah, like, it's just like unbelievable. If, I, I was pretty. It's pretty. It was pretty cool. If you struggle to be patriotic or to feel a sense of pride in your country, which is sad that so many people do, go to the honor flight when they get home. Yeah, don't and take walk it for out granted. of that building. And if you still don't feel proud to be an American and proud of all the people around you and proud of the veterans for what they've done uh, for our country and what you just said they did to make it a place where everybody can be free, uh, then I don't know. Then probably move. I guess is the reaction because <laughs> I don't know how you can feel that way. Um, uh, before we. 
let you go. It's Betty's word of the day. What's the word well, of the day? Before I, uh, yeah, sure. I say the word, I, I, I make a joke with you. It's like, I feel like I'm with your super, I mean, there are super stars for me. Like, yes. they are super famous. Yes. <laughs> yes. You treat all of them like super famous yes. superstars. You call them, uh, what they are, which is heroes. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that's, that's about it. And um, you love, um, you love the uniform, the military uniform, especially if a guy is wearing his uniform from, you know, um, uh, years and years ago. You're a fan of that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. As I hear often, uh, Betty tells me you're a fan of a guy in uniform. All right. Uh, um, what else, uh, did you want to say for the word of the day? Oh, yeah. That's an easy one for you, Craig. It's right. a capirotada. Capitotada. <laughs> no? Give, give me again. Hold on. Give me again. I, I like how you laugh after every one of these. Uh, well, that, this word is uh, very popular in uh, mm-hmm. Lantern season. Okay. Uh, it's a dessert. It's a dessert? Yes. Oh. Uh, it's uh, pretty good. Okay. Uh, we made it at home. My mom made it at home. What's in the dessert? Oh, all kind of stuff. Has raisins, uh, peanuts. I'm not. Uh, I'm not sure. I was totally milk, in. You started banana, with raisins. That bread, wasn't right. Okay, I'm getting back bread, in. All right. Bread, I was out for a bit. I feel like I'm in now. Uh, yes. One more time. What's the word? Capirotada. Capirotada. It's delicious. Yes. You gotta, right. gotta Google it, and then next time you just made it for me, Craig. <laughs> just got a text message from a friend of the show uh, that said the uniforms are quote smoking hot. Uh, thank you for that text message so much. Uh, Betty loved it. A quick break, a lot more. 1470, 100.3 WMBD. It's the Craig Collins Show. 1470, 100.3 WMBD. It's the Craig Collins Show. Lots of stuff to talk about, as I say every day. Uh, we got the official version of the announcement. I know that Will has already been reporting on it in the news because uh, Ron DeSantis filed some paperwork. Uh, that says that he's definitely running for the office of president, uh, running for the nomination on the Republican side of the aisle. Uh, but he will be doing his Twitter spaces in about, uh, I don't know, 10 minutes or so. And we'll try our best to get as much of that information to you. I will, uh, as I can. Uh, it's going to be a little tricky, but I'm going to, I'm going to give it the old effort, uh, and to get you, um, as much of that relevant information as possible or, or some of the audio from it, uh, et cetera, et cetera, in just a bit here. Uh, first, just a couple quick things I thought were interesting. Uh, a lot of different states have together um, petitioned or, or put out a lawsuit uh, that's trying to get people to stop with the robocalls already. 7.5 billion robocalls were made to people that are on the national do not call registry, uh, meaning that a whole bunch of people do not care that you're listed on the national do not call registry. Shocking uh, in and of itself. <laughs> I'm kidding about that part. Uh, robocalls are annoying, intrusive, and they are also downright dangerous, uh, said a politician out of Oregon about this. Uh, We're going to try to put a stop to it. Uh, robocalls are also likely probably happening for the most part by organizations that are not located in the United States who might not care at all that you're on the do not call list. But the telecommunications companies that are supposed to be tamping down on this might somehow be uh, responsible as well. But I like the fact that there's a lawsuit out there and they're fighting the good fight or fighting the the fight that they probably won't win uh, because, yeah, robocalls are very, very annoying. Uh, and robotechs, all the all the stuff you get now is just a part of we're all walking around with a technology device in our pocket thing. Uh, another thing I saw that I thought was interesting, and there's been a lot of takes on this. Uh, the Surgeon General has warned that social media may be harmful for your kids. I like the, the couch language there, too, because is harmful for your kids would have been just fine as far as an appropriate way to say that. Uh, but one of the um, social media or actually one of the the um, 
um, news places I found that was talking about this and that it was shared all over social media was wondering if it was going to hurt the stock prices of the companies behind social media, the Facebooks of the world. And the answer they gave was no, uh, which is also not shocking or surprising. Uh, but does social media hurt your kids? Yes. Uh, it's part of the reason I do a segment sometimes on the show. Would it be so bad if TikTok went away? Uh, it would not. Uh, not that I'm a fan for banning stuff and all that, but it, it would not be that bad if TikTok went away and some other thing replaced it. Uh, and I have a whole bunch of examples that I've used on this show to demonstrate that of the dangerous or just full-on criminal things uh, that go viral in kids. The latest one is just walking into somebody's house. Uh, this is mostly going on in the U.K., I guess, uh, but you're getting uh, credibility on the Internet by being bold enough to just walk in a door and see if people get mad that they don't know you and you're taping it for social media. Uh, just absolutely one of the dumbest things I've heard and just the latest in the world. Not the dumbest thing on TikTok, certainly. There's way dumber, uh, but that one's pretty dumb. All right. I, I saw this and I, I saw reactions to it, and I thought it was kind of you know odd, and I don't have any kids. Uh, so maybe if you want to let me know that this is more real than I think it is, uh, you can text me, 309-340-4464, 309-340-4464. But somebody wrote into uh, Slate Magazine and asked about kids pooping outside. <laughs> I don't even know how I could get through it. Uh, apparently, uh, the person is is fed up. They're upset. They go to the park. Uh, they go a bunch of places, and they see parents that have little porta potties that they brought with them, like their own personal one, uh, the little, like, squatty potty. And if a kid's got to go while they're out at the park, the parent plops it down on the ground outside, maybe behind a tree, hopefully, I guess, sometimes. The kid goes, the parent does whatever they're supposed to do to clean as much as possible, and then the kid runs back into the playground. Uh, the complaint by the person who was upset about this said it was likely to be spreading germs, uh, and the reason why they thought parents were doing it is because they didn't want their kids going in public uh, toilets and porta-potties, so they were bringing squat-a-potty from home. <laughs> I don't, I'm, I'm dumbfounded by this. The craziest part, though, the reason I think this went viral is the Slate writer decided to shame the person for complaining about it. The person who calls enough, uh, the person who called himself enough with the public poopers. <laughs> I'm a child. I'm, I'm juvenile. Uh, the writer of this uh, article in Slate or whatever you want to call it, Dear Abby, uh, version of a thing, uh, Doyen Richards, a uh, first name Doyen, uh, said that this is something that you should just leave them alone. Uh, parents and kids have every right to do whatever they want, however they want, and how dare you uh, try to shame these parents. I'm paraphrasing how he said it. Um, I think he said not to sound insensitive, but parents aren't worried about making strangers like you feel uncomfortable letting their kids go number two outside uh, during their play day. I, I've never seen this. I've never uh, been at a place where I watched a, a kid just squat and do a thing and the parents seem cool with it. Um, so I don't know how prevalent it actually is. But I'm amazed that a person could be woke enough to say that you shouldn't be upset by this or feel uncomfortable. Uh, depending on the age of the child, I would absolutely feel uncomfortable if I saw this happen in public and I would not know what was going on. And so I just I loved every part of it. I loved the fact that the person asked the question. I liked that they called themselves enough with the public poopers because uh, that's a name you're not going to get rid of anytime soon. And then I love the reaction uh, being dear enough, you terrible, horrible person. Uh, basically, but tell me, like, let me know if I'm way outside of my my depth of understanding on this. Three oh nine three four zero four four six four is the number to text. Three oh nine three four zero four four six four. Are you so anti 
uh, the, you know, uh, public uh, toilet situation uh, that you bring one from home for your kids when they do things like go to the park. Because, uh, again, I'm, I'm very happy I've never seen this. And I don't think I'd go full like Karen and get involved. But I'd probably leave whatever place I was at uh, where the kids were going to the bathroom, not in a bathroom. Uh, but that's just me. I, this is crazy. I don't know why I find this so amusing. But, yeah, uh, someone tried to argue on the Internet uh, that it's your problem, not um, their problem. If you witness this and don't seem to think it makes sense in the society we live in now. All right. Uh, I got to take a break. Uh, Will's got the news in just a little bit. Uh, after the news, we'll do the top five at five.